everybody. Welcome back to The Bookshelf um, with Vessel of Auto Ministries. I'm Stephen McKay. I'm Dalton Claghorn. I'm Jason Collins. Woo! We've got Jason Collins in the room, and uh, it's this guy's hard to track down. Not really. He just has a full-time job. We will have a, a lot of time in 30 minutes where Jason will be doing autograph signings. <laughs> we sure will. Uh, no, so all of you know, um, obviously, by now, the face of Jason. And, um, you know, he's contributed a lot to the ministry uh, just really digging deep in the Word of God. And uh, honestly, you know, out of all the pastors that I know that are in full-time ministry, I would have no question to say that this guy studies probably more than most of them. Um, and uh, he's got a full-time job. So it's like, you know, we're just honored and blessed to have you here, my brother. And, you know, what I love about Jason is his ability of just looking at what we read over, you know, so often... Uh, each of us are gifted in certain graces, and this guy's got the gift of teaching and the ability of extracting profound truth from Scripture. I'll never forget, um, it might have been maybe six months ago, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit longer than that, when he sent me this, this text. He was like, hey, bro, have you ever heard of uh, the Galilean wedding? <laughs> and that just wrecked me. I never saw it in the type and picture of the bride of Christ being married to Christ, and so... Uh, we're going to begin uh, this episode with uh, the book of Romans, chapter number four. I'm going to read just a few verses here, and we're going to dive in as we just unpacked uh, what is in Jason in terms of works and faith and saving grace. And uh, so just this is going to be awesome. Make sure you just pay attention. So in Romans, chapter four, verses number one, it says, what shall we then say that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, is found. For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. Okay? For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Let's talk about this. Jason, give us some foundational stuff. So Paul is, is building a case from chapters 118 through 320, I believe. He's building a case about the law and the function and the purpose of the law and the limits of the law because the law was never uh, given to us by God to save us. The law is given to us to reveal us and to show us how far we've come from the created image that we are. We're created in the image of God, in the Imago Dei. Mm. And so God created us in His image, and we have stained and tarnished that image and come so far, and the law reveals that to us. And so uh, Paul's been developing a case to the, to the Roman church, in particular to the Jews, because they were so familiar with the law, and they knew the law, and they thought that they were safe right. because God had given them the law. Right, they thought that, you know, so the Old Testament, when God gave Moses the 613 laws, right, 613 laws, that they were, you know, rooted and grounded in the law. And this is one of the reasons why they had such a problem with Jesus. Mm -hmm. When Jesus came, you know, he's breaking certain just ritualistic laws on Sabbath. Traditional laws. Yeah, there you go, traditional laws. And they, they couldn't handle it, you know, because it was by the law that they were safe and sound. I'm keeping all of this stuff. I've got, and it's all works-based, right? Yes. I'm keeping it all. I've got it all written down. I have not tra transgressed, not one. And, uh, but truthfully, that's not what saves us. No. 
No, it's always been the same thing. Mm. It's always, throughout Genesis through Revelation, it's always been about faith. Faith in the Word of God, whether that be audible, written, or the Word made flesh. Mm. It's always been in, in faith in the Word of God. So it's not in you know, how much we have um, uh, put our trust in just following certain traditions or rituals, uh, creeds, doctrines to a letter, but it has everything to do with the heart. You know? And you can look at the Old Testament and find a people that followed uh, as Abraham. Right? He would be their prime example. He would be their prime example. They would think him to be probably the closest thing to God as a man could be. And Paul's telling them he has nothing to boast of before God. By his works, he would have never been counted righteous before God. And that just like completely destroyed their theology. You know, it would have put them on a complete spin. What would we make, Jason, if somebody came to you and said, well, it, it is belief now, but... Uh, for the ancient Israelites, it actually was sacrifice that saved them. What would you say to that? So, so sacrifice would be, again, faith in the Word of God. Mm. The, the sacrifice was the response to their faith. So it was the outward evidence that they did believe and they trusted in the Word of God, just like Noah. He believed the Word of God, but if God would have told Noah to build the boat, if told him he was going to wipe off the earth to build a boat, and Noah said, well, I believe God is true, and I believe that's really going to happen, but... I'm just going to sit here and not do anything. What would have happened? I would have been washed away with everybody else. Right. So the, the sacrifices was the expression of their response to the faith, to the belief in the Word of God. When you think about <clears throat> ancient Israel, um, it is my understanding that it was of the free will of the people whether or not to respond to the Word. Mm -hmm. Right. In sacrifice, they could choose to bring an offering or choose not to. Mm -hmm. And so in their choice of bringing a sacrifice... To the, um, to the altar to make an atonement for their sin, uh, that was, you know, faith at work, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Them believing, but it's, it's not enough to have our whole uh, world of, of belief built on following a, a, a system of works. Right. It's not enough. No. Everything has been, you know, ground, has to be rooted and grounded in faith. Absolutely. And, go ahead. Let me, let me ask you this, for the, for the sake of, all you people don't get to spend quality time with Jason's brain like we do, so we're, we're going try to try to maximize this. So Jason, what, what would you say then if somebody said, well, if, if Jesus is the God of the Old Testament and Jesus comes as the God of love, how does the God of love demand sacrifice and death? Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> well, the scriptures tell us, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Mm -hmm. That we have fallen and we have... Uh, tarnish the image of God. And so that, that's why the whole sacrificial system with the old covenant was put into place is, is the covering for our sins. And so uh, that was a response to believing in the Word of God and, right. and acting on the Word of God. Right. And so the only way to, to, to literally be righteous in the presence of God just like Paul said, in, in front of men, Abraham you know, could have boasted. Oh, for sure. But before God... No boasting. no boasting, because Abraham was a man, and he was a fallen man, broken, right. and so just like every other man that's ever been born. So the only way that you could have righteousness under the law before God would be to never have sinned, to have lived out your whole life entirely, perfectly under the law, mm. and never have had a, had a wrong thought, a wrong word, a wrong action, 
And only one man ever did that. Yeah, yeah, only one. And so as we be, just begin this, you know, setting the premise of what the law was for, mm -hmm. right? So we went through, you know, the law, the law was just to reveal. It was a revealer. I want you to take us through that thought process of re revealer, um, receiver. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you got to understand something. We look at the Word of God and, you know, in this generation, we don't, well, it just, it's a book and it's confusing and... But so we, we look at what the Word of God is in the Old Testament law. What does the law do? Okay. So one thing I want to show in Romans points this out. And, and Paul says, and so you read the, the first chapter of Romans and into the second chapter of Romans. And it tells like that, you know, the, the, the question I always get from agnostics or atheists is how could a loving God send people to hell that's never heard the gospel? Mm. And so Paul explains this and, and, and shows us uh, how that's uh, inerrant thinking uh, because God has written the laws in every man's yeah. heart. It's your conscience. Right. So every man that is born, when he grows to maturity and understanding, knows what is right and what is wrong because God has put it in their hearts and in their conscience. The right. law is written in their yep, hearts. It is. And so they're, they're without excuse. Absolutely. They're that's, without, what the that's what the Word says. They're without excuse. And so uh, this whole, the, that showed that uh, man, there's never been a sin that man has ever encountered that he had to do. Mm. We've always had a choice, right. but we've always chose wrong. Yeah. Every man that's ever lived, that's right. except uh, Christ, of course. And so that's why it was necessary for him to come into, uh, uh, come here and become a man to live this perfect life yes. under the law right. so that uh, he could be that sacrifice and, and reconcile us back to God. Mm. But uh, the law <clears throat> reveals us in that this is, it, this is the will of God. This is the commandments of God. This is, if, if, the law shows us if you were perfect and righteous and holy before God, this is what your life would look like all the time, every day, every moment of every day. So it really ultimately is a mirror, and it shows me yes. that I'm muddy. Yes. I'm bloody, and I'm dirty. Mm -hmm. I might think that I'm clean, but I'm not. The law is a true revealer of what the flesh is. So then by revealing us for who we are, mm -hmm. knowing that we are sinners, understanding that we cannot clean ourselves, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It's not of works. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what we do. We can't clean ourselves. The next one that flows after the, rev the revelation of who we are by the law, it is Grace. we are received. This is so, amazing. Would, Jason, would you say, what, what do you think of the, uh, Paul talking about every man has uh, their conscience written upon their heart, the law of God. Is that enough to lead a man to the recognition that he needs grace? Okay, so now this, this to me, <clears throat> That law written on their heart to know what is good and evil. And then when you come to that maturity and you, you go to the evil, you're, you're enticed and you know it's wrong. You know it's wrong to hit this other little boy. You know it's wrong right. to Steve. do this, to steal. And to you know that it is, but yet you do it. And so if a man was truly honest and, and, and allowed that conscience to work as God put it in him to work, then he would, he would be drawn to seek truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that if a man truly <clears throat> and sincerely sought the truth with all his heart, like 
I know I'm not right. I know this is wrong. I know I do wrong things. I don't know why I'm, I'm, right. I feel like this and do these things, but I want to be corrected. I want to be right. I want to be fixed because I'm broken. Right. I think if a man is sincere in that, that the gospel will be presented to him. Yeah. That the absolute truth, that God will make a way for the truth to yeah. be presented to that person. Right. Yeah, because he, you know, with, he said that there's no man without, any, without an excuse. You know, all of us, when we stand before that final judgment, um, will be tried because of you know, the law written on our hearts. And the judge of all the earth will do right. So he will give an opportunity for every man to hear the gospel. And then as the gospel is presented, uh, you know, what we do with that, as we said, you know, the law reveals and the grace receives us. You know, all I know is, at this moment in my life, the law has revealed me to be dirty, to be filthy, to be stained, to be tattered, and I can do nothing about that. And uh, as much as I want to do something about it, I can't. The only thing that I can do is repent and be received by grace. It's grace. It's, it's only by grace. It's the grace of God, the unmerited favor, right. that we're ever offered the gospel. That the gospel itself is 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 grace given to us by God. That uh, it says no man can come to the Father or come to the Son except the Father draw him. How does he draw him through the gospel? Mm. And that's that's the grace of God falling upon you mm. to hear that gospel to draw you to His Son. I want you to, to just stop and think about where you are, where you were born, the circumstances whereby you heard the gospel, and appreciate this element that God offers us in His grace. Where would I be if it was not for my grandmother finding Christ, teaching my father? Same thing on the other side of my, my mom and her parents. Where, where would I be if this grace was not offered unto me? It is, I don't, I don't deserve it whatsoever. I'm, I violated the law. I broke the law. I've, you know, I completely cannot live up to the, the expectation well, there's no, the chasm's so wide, there's no way I can cross it. But yet God offers us His grace, you know? And the grace doesn't stop at even just the, the gospel being presented to you and drawing you to His Son through that grace. gospel. But also the grace continues when the gospel is preached That's with right. the Holy Spirit given. That's right. That He convicts your heart. He, without the revelation, the gospel can be preached to you, but without the revelation of the Holy Spirit, right. it can't do nothing for you. That's it that it has to be a revelation to your heart so that when the gospel is preached to a, to a person in the church, when they hear, or it doesn't matter, it can be in the streets, yeah, anyway. but when the gospel's preached and then the Holy Spirit convicts that heart, uh, they have, uh, that's the only opportunity that they have to call upon the name of the Lord right. because that is the Father drawing them to the Son. So they hear this gospel preached, their, the Holy Spirit is convicting them and drawing them mm. And so in that moment, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen when you watch people being convicted and they're squirming in their chairs and they're oh, so uncomfortable and they want to leave so bad uh, because it's, it's just, it's revealing. And that's what it is. Right. That when the gospel's preached with Thank the God. Holy Spirit's anointing and He is convicting the heart, what's happening to that soul is a revelation that can only be given to us by God. That's it. That God is revealing to them their current state by the law. What grace. It is revealing you to the law. Mm. It is revealing your wicked and fallen state and your separation from your Creator God. And you, you, are, not, you are not reflecting His goodness and His love and His mercy mm. as you're supposed to be, as why you were created. So they, they're, they're drawn by this Holy Spirit. And when... Um, 
when they're convicted and, 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 and God is drawing them, uh, then inside that soul, there's, no, there's, there's not, in that moment, there is no uh, unbelief. So, because it's a revelation. Oh, that's good. It's a revelation from God that in that moment that God has revealed to them this is revealed truth. truth. He has revealed truth. Right. So, in that moment, their faith, it says that God has given every man the measure of faith. Yeah. So, that faith that God has implanted into human beings in the soul is activated mm-hmm. so that they can't say that this ain't true in that moment. Right. But, all, but they still can reject it. Yeah. That's the window of opportunity that they can receive Christ mm-hmm. or they can reject it and leave. So it's just an amazing thing to watch, the grace of God. I think that we, we, uh, we did a, an episode, I don't know how long ago it's been now, but we, we talked about um, repentance. And, you know, the gospel that's being offered today is, is different from this gospel, mm-hmm. Jason. Mm-hmm. We've got a gospel that says, you know, uh, as you come, uh, you know, they really kind of cheapen salvation. Watered it down. They water it down. They cheapen salvation. And there's no understanding of, you know, it is by His grace that we are drawn. The Spirit of God draws us to Himself for the sole purpose of redemption. You know, and we have that opportunity to accept or reject salvation on the basis of grace of the grace of God alone. And so, you know, I think that we uh, it just you stop and think about that beautiful picture of Him offering us His grace. So the law reveals, the grace receives, mm-hmm. faith, and you told me an illustration. Talk to me. Faith renews. But one thing I want to piggyback on what you just said is I teach I teach uh, this this class. And it's the five essentials of salvation. Okay. And so I just I want to hit that before I go on because I'll forget it. Sure. But the five essentials of salvation is first revelation. Right. There has to be a revelation from God. That's right. So there's revelation. And then there is uh, faith slash belief. Okay. And so I go into all that, what all these things mean. So there's revelation, faith, belief. Okay. And then there's uh, uh, brokenness. Has to be okay. So, so this is the part we skip in the modern church. Oh, we absolutely do. There's you know, no broken. We can say we go to repentance and say we're sorry, but saying you're sorry is not repentance. No, it's not. There is no. That, that's why I want to hit that because you're talking about repentance. Yeah. That you cannot get to repentance without brokenness. Right. Because you you will not you will not turn away you unless will. you are broken over your sins. That's right. That you're just making a response to get a ticket I'm, to heaven. I'm glad you, you said that because there is, that's, that's what's missing in the modern church. Brokenness. You know, it's that, that point of salvation comes at a moment where you, you, you reflect your own yeah. sin, realizing how wretched you are, yeah. you know, and, and like Paul, you know, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Oh, wretched man, oh, wretched that, man, I man that I am. I am not clean. I am not pure. I'm not able. There's, who will deliver me? And then he turns his face towards heaven. You know, mm, yeah. this is my only redemption. Yeah. But it comes at the cost of our of our repentance, but brokenness. There, yeah. Without brokenness, is there any true there's, salvation? There's no such thing as repentance. And that's what that's what really frightens me and concerns me is, is you see even these mass... Yes. Uh, people coming up to the altar, we and talked they're, about this. they're just happy-go-lucky, mm-hmm. and then they get up and they're happy-go-lucky. And no where is the brokenness? Where is the revelation of your wickedness? It's in another gospel. You can't. Th- this whole idea of, of fire insurance really yeah. is a completely different draw. 
It's this draw of that Jesus loves you so much that he wants to keep you from the bad things. When the real gospel is that you are the bad thing and that Jesus loves you enough to give you an option to come to him. You know, so a totally different effect on the mind, the heart, the soul, the emotion. Completely. You know, and and that that saving grace will keep you, you know. And you think about coming to him in that moment of, you know, as we read in, in one of our previous episodes, Psalms 40 and Psalms 51, you know, talking about, you know, sacrifice mm-hmm. and offerings. He would not, but of a broken and a contrite spirit. It's that, that's true salvation. So you go from the revelation of the law, although the law reveals, reveals us. us. The grace receives, receives us, says, even though you're dirty, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. The grace receives. Faith renews. renews. That's how we're saved. And so, you know, we're, there's God, the source of all life, and then there's us. He brings us into life, breathes His breath of life into our souls that we become a living soul. And so that's in our mother's womb. He knit us together in our mother's womb. But when we willingly rebel and commit that commit sin against Him, Trespass. yeah, when we when we knowingly and willingly do wrong, right. then we're dead in trespasses and sin. That we one spot spots the whole garment. You're filthy rags. If you've broken one law, you've broken them all. You are filthy. There's no fixing you. So there's no fixing us. We're broken beyond repair. So the only thing, uh, the, the, the only option for us is to be made new. That's it. And so we're separated from God, the creator, the source of life. So we, you know, I told you about that line that we're connected to God, but then it's, we're, we're, it's broken. That's right. And then there's a door in the middle and that door is Christ. He that's said, right. I am the door. And the only key to that door is faith. And right. that's what we're talking about here. So. Faith unlocks it. And know, it renews us. It makes us so born again. There's a, there's a, a phrase, a term in the uh, Old Testament. Uh, actually, the name of God is Jehovah Mekadishkim. Mm-hmm. And that is, He is the God that sanctifies, that renews, that makes new, that mm-hmm. makes holy. And that's really the premise of what faith does. Yeah. It's constantly making us righteous before God. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of... Um, the bookshelf. I'm going to try to kidnap Jason so we can do a few more and uh, really just dive deep. Y'all, we've got to get beyond the surface level of what we believe and understand. And, you know, really, you just got to, let's get in. Let's get in the Word and uh, uh, discover what it says because it will carry us through every difficulty. Jason, thanks for coming in today, man. Glad to be here. I appreciate you being a part of the ministry. Yeah. Dalton, let's go. Let's go. God bless you. Thank you.